Welcome to the American Medical Spa Association podcast, Medical Spa Insider. In this special member spotlight edition, membership relation development specialist Michaela Bailey sits down with nurse practitioner Jackie Spagnolo of Beauty Nurse NYC. Hi guys, my name is Michaela Bailey. I am the Membership Relationship Development Specialist here at AMSPA, and I will be taking over for Alex in this new sub-series where we highlight some of our members. So on this member spotlight, we have Jackie Spagnolo. Um, this one's very near and dear to my heart because she is a really good friend of mine, but also during the pandemic, she was able to promote AMSPA and sell 80 memberships. So she is just a really big part of this community, and we're so happy to have her on this first episode. So Jackie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I love AMSPA. AMSPA is my family. So thank you so much for having me here in Dallas, Texas. So a little bit about myself. My name is Jackie Spagnolo. I'm a soon-to-be nurse practitioner. I just graduated from Long Island University. I'm from Staten Island, New York. I've been practicing for almost four years now in the aesthetics field and I couldn't imagine anything else for my life. Yeah, I love it. I've also been an AMSPA member for almost two years now and I have to say that changed my whole career. I've obviously met friends, networking, classes, learning and things like that. So thank you. So one of the reasons I kind of reached out to you as the first person to be on here is that you have just such a, a special story. Your 2020 was very tumultuous and obviously everyone had a crazy 2020. But I think what really stuck out to me was that, you know, I met you as an aesthetic nurse and then you really dove into the hospital pretty much when COVID hit and, mm-hmm. and now we're kind of coming out of it and as we're all moving back into aesthetics just your story and your journey I felt needed to be told Thank so you. let's dive into it so what were you doing slash working on like before we even like were like COVID was a thing yeah so pre-COVID I had just opened my own practice so as an RN of course compliance is cool so I do work under a dermatologist. So I had just opened with her before the outbreak. So that was a bummer. It was a major setback for the whole cosmetic career as well as myself. But before uh, COVID hit, I was in school to become an NP. And at that time, I was just dead set on opening my own practice. So it was uh, a big, a big hit for me. And so what happened with work and clients when COVID hit? Yeah, so what happened when COVID first hit was to immediately shut down because of, first of all, how high the rates were in New York City. So at first we were like, oh, my God, what is going on? Everyone was panicking, everyone in the health fields, clinically, as well as, I mean, people in the aesthetic and bedside. Because you guys shut down, like, before anyone shut down. Like, you know, people slowly were closing, but New York was, like, done. Yeah, the rates in New York City was, like, literally an epicenter. That's what they called it. So they had all nurses and healthcare professionals fly into New York to help with just how high the rates are. So... I had to contact all of my clients, let them know that I would be closed until further notice, and I had no idea what was going to be. And, like, how did they respond? Because, like, you have, like, I mean, your clients are, like, very loyal to you. Yeah. No, I have to say Staten Island. I mean, they love their Botox. They love their fillers. So 
it was crazy. I mean, at first, no one really, like I said, knew what to do. They were kind of like, okay, but uh, how am I going to get my Botox? Can you come to the house? Can you do this? And I was like, no, um, we're in the middle of a panty. So yeah, it was, it was pretty a bad hit in New York City. So then how did you end up working at the hospital? So at that time when I had to shut down basically my aesthetics practice, I felt that as my duty as a nurse to help through the pandemic and go back to the hospital because of how bad it was in New York City. I mean, they were flying people in, having these um, like third party hiring agencies with the nurses and the doctors and everyone to help. So I felt that, you know, helping would be, I mean, amazing for the local hospital in my area. All the units were covered with COVID patients. So it was it was crazy. So at that time, I did go back to the hospital to help out. And what was it like to move from like the aesthetics world? Because when you originally became a nurse, you went to school to really become an aesthetic nurse. Like you knew you wanted to be an aesthetic nurse. So then what was it like to like oh, this is what I've always wanted to do. And now you have to transition kind of into, not to say something you don't want to do, but a world you were not that familiar with because you kind of really jumped into aesthetics right off the bat. Right. So I did feel like it was a little bit out of my comfort zone. I mean, of course, cosmetic industry is, it's clean, it's sexy, it's nice. You make your own schedule, things like that. So at that time, I was working 12-hour shifts from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. So I was working round the clock throughout the night. It it was really rough. And like I said, it was out of my comfort zone. But of course, I wanted to help the patients who were sick and things like that. I mean, personally, myself and my family was affected from COVID. So I could resonate with those uh, COVID patients as well. So like run me through like what an average day was like during like one of those shifts. Basically, when we had to start at 7 p.m., I would probably be there for six. You get report from the day shift see how the clients, the the patients were, (laughs) see clients, patients is different. So first we would get report, then we would go meet our patients, see how everyone was. And at this time we were gowned up. We were in full garb. So we had the the glasses, the shields, the hairnet, uh, the N95 with the surgical mask over it, gowns. It, It was hot. And I wear glasses, so it was foggy, it was sweaty, it was it was really terrible. I mean, the PPE that we had was so scarce, it was like impossible. Like, if you found an N95, it was like gold. We were reusing our N95s oh in a paper bag with our names on it. Stop. Yeah, so it was pretty, like, it's almost like scarring in a way. Like, I feel like I have PTSD from it. I'm like... I'm literally a nurse in in a pandemic. Totally, totally. I never thought in my whole career, like through nursing school, we never knew that there was going to be like a pandemic. And you're 25, right? Yeah. Personally, my own family and myself, I mean, we were all affected from COVID. I had COVID. My family had COVID. My dad was hospitalized. Oh, my gosh. When it first hit. So we were like, oh, my God, what's going on? Like, basically, at that time, it was like a death sentence. We were like, there's no cure. Mm -hmm. What's going on? So when he was hospitalized, it was like really just beyond anything you could ever imagine. We were like panicking. We called like the ambulance. Mm -hmm. And at that time, this is when like stores were closed. Everything was closed. So it was really, really scary to us. But thank God he's home. He's good (laughs) now. Um, But he was on oxygen and we Um. were like panicking. And even at the hospital, it was so overcrowded with people with COVID. He was in a two-bedded room and there was three people in there. 
So they were squishing like oh my gosh. all COVID people in the same like room. So you talked about how your dad got COVID. Yes. You got COVID. Mm-hmm. What? And then your mom, she got COVID too? Yeah. So we all had COVID. That's nuts. Yeah. That's actually not. That was all in March, I think, when it first came out. March. Oh my gosh. April, May, June, July, August. Yeah. No, September, October, November. It was so crazy. And then in November, like six months later, or no, eight, um, my mom was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. In the middle of the pandemic. Yeah. So it was like one thing after another. Were you still at the, were, did you, were you still at the hospital or no? You were like, when she got cancer, you were like done. So at that time I was still at the hospital okay. because there were still COVID units and things like that. But I had to tell my manager, I was like, my mom was just diagnosed with stage four cancer and I can't risk bringing back golf a bit germs to her. Right. So I had to take the FMLA, the family medical leave. Okay. So I took the time off, but unfortunately she's still battling. Mm-hmm. So I never went back to the hospital. So I'm still obviously doing aesthetics. Obviously no one comes in acutely ill, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's more clean environment. Um, so at least I can come home and I still <laughs> live with my parents. So <laughs> I can still come home and she'll be safe and I don't have to worry about bringing germs and stuff home from the hospital. So, And you were staying, you stayed with your family, right? You never like stayed in any of the hotels or anything like that? No. So actually um, in the hospital that I worked at, they said like, if you want to, we can like set you up in a hotel if you feel comfortable. But I was just like, my whole family and I had COVID. So at that time I wasn't really absolutely so worried about it. But yeah, it was definitely, it was so crazy. So what else was happening with you during this like pandemic time? Was it only hospital work? Like what were you doing on the aesthetic side? Because, you know, some people during the pandemic, like kind of in the aesthetics industry kind of switched over to skincare and, you know, FaceTime consultations. Like did you continue your aesthetic business? Like uh, did you continue doing that or were you just fully hospital? So, of course, I didn't want my aesthetics business to plummet. So at that time I did come out with my own um, lip plumper. Okay. So I did like a private label lip plumper. Totally. So I was selling those just to have some profit and to keep people in the loop that I like, hey, I'm still around. Like, remember me? So I was doing that. I came out with some merch. I came out with like some t-shirts. <laughs> so some cute stuff like that. I also did free virtual consult. So I did that like via email. I would have my clients send me some pictures yeah. and kind of contact me regarding what their issues are and things that they can do in the pandemic mm-hmm. while we're all in quarantine. So recommend some skincare things that we can do like that. Obviously, I wasn't injecting at the time. Yeah, We were uh, trying to come up with some kind of treatments and things like that. My next step before we were out of the pandemic was next I was going to do like at-home peels yeah. and things like that. But I did see a lot of that on Instagram. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But how did it like, what was the reception like? Yeah. Were, they, were, were your clients about it? Like, were they like, oh, I'll wait until I can get my injectables? Like, how did it go? Yeah, honestly, it was great. I think people were like itching, especially in Staten Island. Everyone <laughs> is so vain that it, they were just like, oh my God, my nails, my hair, this and that. So when I did come out with the the lip plumper, it it sold out almost like immediately. Oh wow! Yeah. Congratulations! Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so it was like a non contact delivery. So either people could pick up, I could drop off, or I would um, mail it out. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was cute. It was like I said, a little something just to make the time go. You know? Yeah. Shameless Am Spa plug. <laughs> 
<laughs> were you following what we were doing? Was it helping you at all through the pandemic? Like, yeah. How, how was Amspot? Was Amspot a factor for you during the pandemic? Yeah, definitely. No, um, I think Amspot came out with a few like good pointers. Um, on the Instagram that I followed and getting back on track and things like that. So definitely, I mean, Amspa is a book of knowledge for, like I said, all of my aesthetics practices. Hey, everybody, this is Alex Tierce, CEO of Amspa. And I want to give a big thank you to our friends at RepeatMD for sponsoring this podcast. And I have something really interesting I want to share with you about them. They recently did a study and asked the following question. Why haven't you bought a specific aesthetic service or treatment package? And they got over 34,000 uh, responses from that. And what was their answer? The number one answer, getting 38% of the vote, was I didn't know enough about the service. And I'm sure all of you listening have heard your patients say, I didn't know you did that, which of course I'm sure can drive you crazy. The number two answer getting 36% of the vote was also very interesting. That answer was, I feel guilty purchasing an expensive service or treatment. And our friends at RepeatMD can help solve both of their problems. RepeatMD's goal is to grow your high margin services by building your own private label mobile rewards app. Think of it like a Starbucks rewards for your practice. Having your own mobile rewards program will simultaneously make your patients aware of all your treatments and give them incentive to purchase. In other words, the permission to buy. For more information, visit repeatmd.com forward slash AMSPA to book a quick product demonstration. That's repeatmd.com forward slash AMSPA, A-M-S-P-A, as you know. If you decide, like hundreds of aesthetic practitioners already have, that RepeatMD is a great fit for you, you will receive a 50% credit towards your purchase for being a medical spa insider listener. So I know you're super involved with your community, um, especially your Instagram community as well. So yes. how did you, social media, everyone was on social media like during the pandemic. Like yeah. everyone was on live, everyone was posting every day. Like probably the most content we'll ever see in our entire lives is during right. the pandemic. You got, you got a nice little following on Instagram. <laughs> you got a nice little community there. But I know like in Staten Island, you are actually very involved in your community. Um, were you doing anything with the social media? Were you doing anything within your community during the pandemic? Or were you just kind of like, at home like I got to take care of myself and my family yeah so I love obviously social media that's my niche but I did something called adopt a healthcare professional so obviously when COVID was around all the healthcare professionals were at the hospital so what I did um, I was actually inspired by someone who did the same thing but basically adopt a healthcare professional was where any healthcare worker in the front line sent me their name their address and a picture of their ID badge to make sure they were a healthcare professional and they would receive a care package from someone who donates to them so someone from the community who wishes to donate would be matched with a healthcare worker so I thought that was just a nice small gesture that can give back to the healthcare community while I was at home that's really cool. Yeah, it was actually a great turnout. So there's a lot of healthcare professionals, anywhere from nurses, doctors, PAs, ultrasound techs, MAs, and a lot of people did um, reach out and donate it. So it was nice. Like I said, it was contact free. So people would just send stuff from uh, Amazon, things like that. They would send basically PPE, vitamins, mm -hmm. things like that. Just a little care package to cheer them up for all their hard work that they were doing. And then I'm pretty sure I saw on your Instagram, you ended up like getting connected with Sephora as well. <gasps> yes, so that was such an amazing opportunity that 
cross my path. So I actually had the manager at the time of the Staten Island Sephora. <laughs> so there's only one Sephora in Staten Island. It's in like the local mall. But the manager actually came to me um, to get Botox. She found me on social media. And I do all my own social media, so I don't like outsource it. Mm-hmm. So that's another part-time job in its own. But um, she found me. She came. And then she said that she wanted to collaborate. They sent me like this big box of, it was a little care package. It had <laughs> makeup wipes a lip balm. I think they had a mask for your feet, for your hair. So it was nice. And it had a little note, like, thank you for all your hard work. So when I actually went back to the hospital, I was giving some of that out to the other nurses on the shift. So that was nice. How are you, like, balancing? Like, you were the queen of Staten Island. Like, anyone who had COVID, who was working, who was front lines, like, Jackie was there to save the day. How how the hell do you do it? Honestly, I don't know how I do it myself. Like, I'm ready for a mental breakdown. I'm ready. I'm ready for a psychotic snap. No, but, you know, you really just have to find time for yourself. One, I've noticed, like, you know, you come first. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to, like, eat better and go to the gym. Obviously, focus on yourself first. Make sure you're well-rested, well-fed exercise, health care is in check. Because you Uh, can't, like, you can't pour up other people's cups because you don't have anything born in your cup. Yeah, Yeah. that's what they say on the airplane. Put on your mask before you put on someone else's. Totally. So definitely I tried just, you know, meditating, yoga. At that time, I almost felt like I needed to get off social media. I think I did actually for like a good two weeks because everyone was just like posting like this about COVID and that about COVID. And I was like, I'm really overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So I had to actually take a step back from social media for like a good two weeks and just like have a cleanse. And I was like... Thank you, everyone. But if you need me, just like email me. But like, I cannot be on social media. I was like, the world was in like a panic. Exactly. So, because even like, you know, there was like this whole thing where people were like, oh, the TV shows aren't depicting COVID as well and all that stuff. And it's like, when we were in the middle of that, I don't want to watch TV about how COVID is like going on. Like, I want to escape. Like, I want to take this time to like watch a TV show and just act like I'm back in the normal times, you know? Right. No, it was so hard for that balance because it was on every TV, mm-hmm. every website, mm-hmm. every time you open your phone, yeah. it was like suffocating. So from someone who has anxiety already, <laughs> I mean, that was not any better. Um, so it was it was really, really difficult. But made it work. So, you know, I always joke that you're a local celebrity, you're the queen of Staten Island, um, and you were doing so much for the community. Was the community giving back to you? Yeah. So actually, my local newspaper, Staten Island Advance, they- Like um, I said, local celebrity. Stop it. I wish. You know, Staten Island is actually like so small, but at the same time, it's like so big. So yes, the community did give back. Um, My local newspaper, the Staten Island Advance, they were actually doing a series, The Heroes Around You. So they featured me as an essential worker during the coronavirus outbreak. They were just saying how I cared for the patients that were critically ill and also how I had to shut down my aesthetics business for the few months that we were in the pandemic. So they did give back to me by giving me a little article, which was nice. But you're also doing something else outside of the hospital, outside of the online business. On the side, through everything, I was becoming a nurse practitioner. That was honestly extremely hard as well because, unfortunately, my grandmother passed away. We think from a bad case of COVID, this was like before 
like March. So yeah. it was like the end of February and she had all the same symptoms. She had like high fevers, totally. shortness of breath. She was intubated. So she passed in February and it was just so overwhelming with school, work, the pandemic, my family. So it was really a lot. And unfortunately, I failed one of my courses. Oh, no. And I thought that the professors were going to be a little bit more like lenient. Right. But I just told them, listen, I have so much going on. And, you know, my heart and soul was really just like with my family right now. Like we're all affected. Mm -hmm. And I just like couldn't focus. Yeah, it was really hard to get through um, the NP program during COVID. And also we had to switch from in person to virtual, which how do you become a nurse practitioner virtually? Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, we, we changed to Zoom, so that definitely impacted my learning experience as well. I forgot what I was going to say. That's why I paused. <laughs> <laughs> so so you're, you're working on becoming an NP. Yeah. You open up an online business. Yeah. You're at the hospital. Yeah. So, like, when they start opening things up, I mean, New York was, like, I guess kind of last to open up, but yeah. you know, they start opening things up. Like, what did you do? Right. So when we first started opening up at first, I was uh, a little bit nervous, I would say, because mm -hmm. I didn't know, listen, in aesthetics, you're in people's faces, you're in their mouths, Absolutely. you're up close and personal. Absolutely. So I was like a little nervous at first. Obviously, I wore like full PPE. I wore the N95. I wore the mask, the gown, everything like that. So at first I was a little like taken back. I was like, how is this going to affect the industry now? Like, are people still going to mm -hmm. do aesthetics? Like, are they nervous? I don't know. What services were you offering? So at that time, I didn't do anything that required anything longer than like 45 minutes. Uh -huh. So at that time, I was like, I don't know, like if I'm hovering over someone's face, giving them a hydrofacial for an hour, I don't think that's like totally the best thing during this pandemic. Yeah. yeah. So I was doing like quick Botox, some fillers, mm -hmm. but really nothing that was longer than 30 minutes because I was just like for my safety and the clients, mm -hmm. I felt like it wasn't necessary. How long, like, did it take you to, like, get back into doing regular, like, services or, like, opening up your services and not kind of, you know, being so, like, head-to-toe PPE? Like, how long did it take you to kind of, I guess, go back to whatever normal is? Because this is it's still not normal, but, right. you know, as close as it can get. Yeah, so transitioning back into the aesthetics was definitely a struggle. I think it took me a good half a year to get back into the swing of things just because the rates were so high. Mm -hmm. And... They, like I said, they were just bringing in all of these nurses from here, there and everywhere just to help because of how like crazy it was. Yeah. But it did take me like a good half a year to get back into the swing of things. And so. so so you have to tell me, like, what did your patients say? Like when you were like, hi, the books are open. Right. Like, how did they respond? Honestly, I have to say that it was kind of booming. Like <laughs> I was like, OK, like after COVID, I was like damn okay everyone's coming back everyone wants fillers everyone wants Botox right. like I said even before we opened up people were like when are you opening when are you opening can you come to the house can I come to you and I was like no like it's not necessary to get Botox and lip fillers to sit on the couch like <laughs> like what is the reason you know even like the small services they were like this is enough for me yeah oh my gosh yeah that's nuts yeah Um. so, so business was booming it really was I okay. have to say I was like 
surprised at first because I was like, mm, maybe it'll be like scarce. Like, I don't really know. But people were like heavy on like, give me it all. <laughs> I'm going to do it all. What service do you think was like the most popular coming back? I would say definitely fillers. Okay. Because in six months or however long we were in the quarantine obviously everyone's lips deflated and <laughs> things like that so everyone wanted their fillers and their botox and things like that even like now getting back into it it's still like not the same in a way yeah i feel like it, we're still kind of like getting over that hump mm -hmm. like i said i i worked throughout covid to help and things like that but after the aesthetics industry opened up again, I really didn't have the desire to go back. And I really just want to make the aesthetics industry just like my full-time job, you know? What's your biggest takeaway? Like what, like, what do you want our other members to take away from your story from, you know, being an aesthetic nurse to going back to the hospital and then coming back out? Like what, like top three things you want the people what, hmm. what makes your story so special Jackie you know <laughs> I have to say um first just stick to what your gut tells you like at that point I was like I need to go back to the hospital like I'm a nurse mm -hmm. I'm here to help people or make them feel more confident um so I went with my gut and like I said um I went and did some bedside and mm -hmm. helped out through the pandemic so definitely one follow your gut your instinct because that's always your guide two I would definitely have to say just value your time because at the end of the day like I wish I can go back in time and spend more time with my grandmother and things like that. So don't let, you know, too much of your business or, you know, social life and things like that get in the way. So definitely make time for family and friends and people around you that have been with you through it all. Mm -hmm. Just because at the end of the day, like you'll never get that time back. So I would definitely say, um, you know, put your energy and time into the people that matter the most. So what's next? What's next, Jackie? Oh, like, my God. So how's the next? online business? Like, is that still a thing? Was that just a COVID thing? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. So as of right now, I mean, my next plan is to open up my own storefront med spa because, like I said, I'm going to sit for my board soon and become an NP. So I do want to have my own storefront, um, obviously continue with social media, marketing, planning a wedding. Um, oh, yeah. Someone got it. So tell us about the engagement. You can't just brush oh over that. God. Yeah. So we went to Hawaii to visit um, Ben's sister. That's my fiance. So I thought we were just going to visit her because she's there for work. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really think anything of it. I mean, he was acting like a little crazy. And I was like, you're being strange. So, yeah, we went there and I was like totally caught off guard. A typical thing in Hawaii is like to see the sunset. So he was like, oh, we're gonna go see the sunset and then go out to dinner and I didn't think anything of it. Totally. So we went uh, to the beach and then his sister actually drove me. He went earlier, I guess, to set up. Yeah. Because he set up like these cute little like letters that said marry me and I was like, oh my heart. Oh my God, it's so stinking cute. Yeah, so <laughs> we got out of the car and we had to like walk in this little alleyway and I was like, dude, where are you making me walk right now? <laughs> like my shoes, are, my heels are going in the sand, but no. No, I, I walked down the path and he was there and it was just amazing. You have to tell him what you told me after he proposed to you when you saw your ring. Oh my God. I said, 
damn, first of all. But also, I said, listen, you waited eight years, but the longer you wait, it's just going to get bigger, this ring. So... <laughs> So you decide, bud. So you're planning the wedding. And then as far as aesthetics go, you said you're open in the storefront. Is there anything else we can expect to come from Miss Jackie? Oh, I don't know. You know, I just met amazing vendors here and I really like one of the private labeling skincares. Uh-huh. So I was thinking of maybe doing more skincare at the time. Like I said, through the pandemic, I just did the lip plumper um, and that sold. Um, getting back to what you said about the online business, I still have it. Some people buy things here and there, but Mm -hmm. you know, I have to say I'm really not, I don't really like push a lot of the skincare stuff. Okay. I kind of let them just buy it at leisure. I know it's now that I learned so much of an easy (laughs) revenue for retail. I do want to sell more retail products. So maybe I'll come out with more products. So, yeah. I can't wait to have all of my beauty nurse NYC apparel. Yes, girl. I want a t-shirt. Well, I have the t-shirt, but. I got you. I want the sweatpants. I want a hoodie. I want a crop top. I got you, girl. (laughs) I want to be beauty nurse NYC head to toe. Yes. It's all about the branding. (laughs) Totally. All about the brand. Well, Jackie, thank you so much. Like, this is, like, so cool. Guys, she's, like, really, like, one of my best friends. So, it's really cool that I've been begging Alex to be on the podcast for, like, like three years now, <laughs> like ever since I started Am Spa, and the fact that I get to do it with you is like really awesome. So thank you for taking the time out here, of course, um, at the Dallas Boot Camp yes. to chat with the girls. <laughs> thank you guys so much for having me. I have to say, Am Spa helped me out so much with my business and legalities, and just seeing right from wrong. And I met lifelong friends, so I love you guys. Awesome. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you would like to tell your story on the podcast feel free to reach out to me I don't really know how they do the contact information maybe they'll put it in the description I'll talk to the marketing team about it but <laughs> reach out to me I'd love to hear your story I'd love to talk to you I'm at all of the boot camps this season so if you visit us at a boot camp and we chit chat I'll try and get you on the pod thanks yes. guys thanks for joining us with the American Medical Spa Association podcast Medical Spa Insider This was a special member spotlight edition. Membership Relation Development Specialist Michaela Bailey sat down with nurse practitioner Jackie Spagnolo of Beauty Nurse NYC. If you're new with us, we would love to invite you to hit the subscribe button. Click it now so you can get AmSpa content delivered to you each time. Leave a rating and a review. See you on our next episode.